Hello and welcome to another edition of Defending the Den. I am Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing? Hope you are well. It's snowing to high heaven outside. Uh, this week we will talk about the Maryland Black Bears' last home weekend of the 2022 calendar year. Uh, and we will look ahead to the last series of 2022 as uh, winter break comes up for the NAHL and what we can expect moving forwards, at least a little bit in the short term. Uh, we'll go more in depth next week when we have uh, the end of the first half. And all, uh, for all intents and purposes, the end of the first half. So let's get to what we're doing now. The penultimate weekend uh, of the 2022 season for the Black Bears, or 2022 calendar year, as they took on the Philadelphia Rebels. Uh, coming into this, Maryland undefeated against Philadelphia. Uh, and they were kind of imposing their will in the early going, having a flurry of shots and a flurry of chances to start things going uh, going for this team. But as we know, in the past, the Black Bears have shown signs of just having these uh, bursts, these offensive uh, possessive outbursts, and then somehow or another it not banking in and going the other way. And that's exactly what happened in this one as uh, Chris Samitas, who is, uh, I think, in the Latvia, the Latvia World Junior Squad, uh, he got himself his uh, uh, fifth goal of the season, just finding a rebound in front of the net at the side of the net uh, from a Greg Spitnagel shot out of the reach of William Hackinson and one nothing Philadelphia to start things going. Maryland did not let that hamper them too much as they were just going to the races offensively, just putting a lot of pressure. But, uh, but Jakob Krebczyk, uh hell of a time in net, stopping all 19 shots. In the first period, Maryland out shooting Philadelphia 19-5 to in this period. Second period, a little pressure for Maryland as uh, after killing off a uh, uh, penalty for too many men, uh, including some shorthanded opportunities, uh, they were able to get a power play, putting a lot of shots on again, could not find the back of the net. And then once again, here comes Philadelphia adjacent, coming down the ice, putting one home. This one, Carter Casper uh, getting his second of the season, another long rebound kicked out to him. No one around. Casper just puts it home, uh, and it is two to nothing midway through the second. The Black Bears trying not to get down on themselves, trying to put pressure on. Had uh, some issues with the uh, with the penalty kill uh, in terms of just you know having to use the penalty kill a lot. Philadelphia getting a lot more shots on Hackinson, playing uh, very well outside of the uh, the rebound goal, really keeping a lot of things tight. And uh, and in in reach for the Black Bears as they are down two nothing going into the third. Uh, it was Teddy Bear toss night, and the uh, the fans there, the raucous crowd, was itching to toss some things onto the ice for a good cause. And they looked to have that uh, early going. Uh, a couple good chances from Brad McNeil and Cal Essenmacher. Essenmacher, that line of Essenmacher, El Bashir, and uh, Tewilliger were playing superb. A big energy line, creating a lot of chances, keeping the play alive a lot of times for beating out icings, uh, beating their defenders, just getting under the skin. That was a, That's a heck of a line combination uh, for uh, 16, 11, and 10 uh, around the board. But none of them could beat Krebcek. Uh And then next thing you know, Black Bears trying to stretch the ice. Couldn't connect. Pinning Maryland in the own zone uh, just with icings, unable to get through the defense of Philadelphia, who was blocking a lot of shots too. I mean, Maryland put on... Uh, in total, on Friday night's game, they put on 52 shots, but you got to figure they probably had 75 or so shot attempts 
with the amount of stuff that uh, Philadelphia was blocking in front. Black Bears were able to get break through, however. The captain making it happen midway through the second period and uh, found the puck in a flurry of shots, and he puts home his seventh of the year. Uh, Brandon Piku, his 11th assist, that tied him with Luke Mountain for regular season points all time for the Maryland Black Bears. Riley Rue with his third assist of the season. Maryland, two within one. But a lot of buzz was going on trying to get that uh, equalizer goal. 20 shots all told in the frame. Unfortunately, a late penalty kind of dashed that uh, those hopes in terms of just trying to uh, get momentum going. They did pull Hackinson uh, late to even it up 5-on-5, five five, but Tyler Stern lifted it down the ice. Uh, with uh, 28 seconds remaining for a power play empty net goal. That's all she wrote. 3-1 to one was the final. Hackinson with 22 saves in this one as Maryland uh, streak continues. A six-game skid going into Saturday. But Saturday, Saturday things were uh, looking up. Saturday, things were different. The vibe was right in this one. Um, you could feel it. The energy that the crowd had. But my goodness, Black Bear Nation, save some for the rest of us. Because that energy was amazing. Like, it came through the broadcast in a big, big way. So, pat yourselves on the back. Uh, you should be very proud. Didn't get started off to what the uh, Black Bears would have wanted. Uh, of course, as, uh, again, try as they might. Krebchek in net, just doing a heck of a job for himself. Uh, getting things going early. Maryland crashing the net a lot. Trying to rattle the cage. Didn't happen. Uh, Max Hempstead, though, for Philadelphia. Skate down the ice. Going the other way in transition. Rips one over Jack Wenicky. Uh Not much you could do about it. And uh, one to nothing on this one. Uh, it didn't take too long for Maryland to get back on the board. Who else but the captain, Brad McNeil. Two minutes and three seconds later, getting his eighth of the season. Coming down the slot, found by Dimitri Kebrew. Potts at home right there. And uh, actually, that one was a... They gave a secondary assist to Brandon Piku. That gave him the record... Uh, for most points all time in the regular season uh, for the Maryland Black Bears, surpassing Luke Mountain. So he is now at the mountaintop. Brandon Piku, uh, rip-roaring, ready to go. That was his 12th assist of the year. Dimitri Kieber's 10th assist on Brad McNeil's 8th goal. But celebration was short-lived as going down the other way. Fast and furious was this period as uh, Charles Panashin uh, deflected pucks side of the net. He's just sitting there, slid it in. 2-1 to one Rebels. Lead neutral zone battle going on in the uh, towards the end of the first period. Maryland getting a little bit more of an offensive uh, push out of that, and thanks to the pressure, they were able to draw a penalty uh, against, put him on the power play, and who else? Brandon Pico. It's it's going to be we're going to see a little bit of theme here. Brandon Pico gets a goal after a nice little dish from Hunter Ramos going behind the net. Uh, that even the score up with 140 left on the power play. Pico's ninth of the year. Ramos is second our seventh assist, Luke Van Wy getting on the board with his 17th assist as we are tied heading into the break. Little penalty trouble for Maryland in the middle of the frame, uh, of the second frame, rather. Again, offensively killing it in this one, but uh, power plays kind of were the undoing, and that includes the power play goal David Deputy got in the second frame. Uh, just a deflection, uh, bouncing around in front like a pinball. David Deputy on the side of the net. Johnny on the spot puts it home 3-2 to two on his eighth of the year on the power play. A lot of more pressure. Again, thwart it from block shots, thwart it from uh, Krebchek, and just, man, 
not, you know, kind of a snake-bitten night. You could see uh, Braden Stannert, who was trying and attempted and just snake-bitten uh, in this whole ordeal. Third period, however, that's when things got a little wacky. Um, not all, you know, not, not great to start if 17 seconds in. Max Hempstead again, second of the game. Another rebound in front of the net. Uh, puts it home. Two-goal lead for Philadelphia right off the hop. But more hustle, more loyalty, more respect from the Maryland Black Bears, putting that John Cena work in. Plenty of chances, including more shorthanded chances, uh, getting things going. Braden Stannard, again, like I said, he felt snake-bitten uh, the entire period, the entire game, for that matter. Finally breaks through. A nice little uh, mini-give-and-go with him and Adam Shankula. Potts won home. Puts Maryland to within one. That's Standard's third of the year. Shankula's 11th assist. Gunner Van Dam, his 15th assist of the season. Now we get into the fun part. We get into a little bit of wackiness as we get to the last five minutes. And that includes a review of the goal that possibly could have tied up the game. As going towards the net, the Black Bears were just hustling there. And that included the forward or the defensemen who were jumping up. In the play, and that include Gunnar Van Dam, who got a nice little pass across the crease from Brandon Piku and gets taken down by a defender from Philadelphia, and the puck goes in the net. They initially wave it, no goal. The referee discussed with the linesman. The fans are yelling, uh, goal, goal, goal. They are cheering it on. They are having a little bit of influence. And Eid Boo in the net it goes. They call it a goal. We have ourselves a tie game with under five minutes remaining. Krebcek was not happy. He was going after uh, his uh, his uh, officiating pairing that he had with him. He was not happy about that. But, you know, it happens. Uh, they said uh, it was not for goal, looking for goaltender interference. They were wondering if the net was off its moorings. I'm sure that's exactly what happened. But uh, things did not happen after that. Not a lot going on there. They go into overtime free hockey in Odington for our nice little uh, send-off to the 2022 part of the season. And then things got a little even more wacky. As in the first 109, Sam Stitz gets hauled down and, again, runs into Krebcek. Now, if you're a defender, and I've played defense for years, you try to keep the skaters away from your goalie, not check them into your goalie. That happened numerous of times for Philadelphia, trying to draw a goaltender interference call. A little bit of a scummy move, but, you know, <clears throat> such is life. Uh, then the uh, the next thing you know, as Stitz and Krebcek are there, Krebcek wallops Stitz in the side of the head with his blocker and then in the kidneys as well. Uh, Krebcek gets a match penalty for that. Goalie fighting with blocker is the call, the official call. The NAHL in their write-up said that he got injured trying to just shoo away from that whole thing. Stitch somehow got a goaltender interference call, even though he was hauled down, whatever. So that puts into play uh, Pete Dunkel. Pete Dunkel in his first NAHL game called up as an affiliate. Uh, in the first few bits there, he gets run over by Braden Stannard, who was driving the net and gets pushed into the Coley. And his helmet comes flying off. There's a little hubbubaloo there. He stays in the game. Um... And the Black Bears then, you know, try to stave off this three-on-three before they get the extra player back to go on the power play. And it almost didn't happen for them as the Rebels go ahead on a little mini break. It's a possession game, that three-on-three, but a huge save from Jack Winnicky. Getting the glove out, flashing the leather, 
keeping this game alive. And then once Samuel Stitz hit the ice, he swapped out for, uh, I believe, Brandon Piku or somebody on the power play. Next thing you know, a one-time shot, a great setup by Dimitri Kibrew on the stick of Brandon Piku, and it sneaks in there with 39 seconds left in the overtime. Black Bears send everyone home happy. Brandon Piku finishes his four-point night with his 10th goal of the year. Black Bears win 5-4 to four in a wild one. Kibrew is 11th assist on the year on the game winner. Luke Van Wy, 18th assist on the power play. And uh, Jack Wenicke, 18 saves, but none bigger than the one he made in overtime going through uh, a little bit of a break there. So the Black Bears able to end their homestand on a high note and able to snap their seven-game slide. Uh, so that's always good for them as, you know, you, you kind of you think to yourselves, what happened? You know a slide's going to happen, but uh, lo and behold, here come the Black Bears back on the winning sheet now. Black Bears now stand at 21-7-2 on the season. 108 goals, uh, 468 against for a 40 difference. Uh, they're the uh, one of two teams that have 100 goals in the year, the other Oklahoma Warriors, uh, and they also have the second-best goal differential. Uh, the Warriors have plus 47. Maryland has plus 40. So... That is what we're looking at right now. Black Bears now turn up to uh, up uh, up north a little bit. They go up to Maine this weekend. Maine's sitting at fourth uh, in the East Division. Six games in hand on the Black Bears. Black Bears at 30 games. Nordiques at 24. Uh, they are 17 points up on the uh, Black Bears. Are 17 points up on the Nordiques. In this, but the Nordiques kind of uh, get a little hot. Six wins in their last ten, points in seven of their last ten as well. But two game skid uh, coming into this one: 13, 10, and one for the Nordiques. Uh, and uh, yeah, it should be an interesting one. These teams always play very tight against each other. We saw that in the East Division Final a few years back. We've seen this since Maine has jumped up to the uh, NAHL and all time. Maryland eight, four, and three against Maine. Uh, in their uh, in their travels, so we will see how this all pans out. A new uh, a new squad that we have to uh, face off against, so that should be a good time for everybody involved. And uh, yeah, we're looking we're looking uh, doing great there. Did I say 106 before? I meant 108. I mean, I got eye drops in. I'm not doing great with them. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, in any case, uh, that is how we stand from this week. That's a look ahead at next week. So what do we have? Uh, what else do we have? How about a little uh, rookie update, uh, or rookie update, uh, alumni update, and we're talking about a rookie, and that's Ryan Bottrell, who is just setting things on fire with Brown. Six goals, six assists uh, in 15 games, run rookie of the week honors uh, just recently, and man, he is, uh, as advertised, uh, potting a, uh, having a three-point night on uh, last Sunday, I mentioned that, had another goal on Friday night, uh, but was held scoreless Saturday night. But really working, uh, working well for the Brown at University Bear uh, in this. So always cool to see. Uh, came from Maryland. He's got that uh, Maryland NAHL notation on his uh, on the line chart. So that's uh, something to be proud of. Something to be proud of for sure uh, for Maryland Black Bears players and anybody perspective and fans and everybody just how he's how well he's been able to uh, jump through uh, and uh, make an impact so early in his college career. Thomas Rocky, who played a, a few games 
last season for the uh, Black Bears. Well, one game. It was a, a tender sign. It's gone to the NCDC Mercer Chiefs in that pipeline with Maryland Mercer and Youngstown as well. He has had a heck of a season to start off. Six goals, uh, 15 assists in 27 games for Mercer, sitting at 21 points right now uh, and has had points uh, every in the last 10 games or nine of his last 10 games, I believe. So he has been uh, getting hot at the right time, uh, right in the middle part of the season here. While Dylan Wagner is out in Aberdeen, uh, near my neck of the woods, not really. Uh, three goals, six assists for the Aberdeen Wings is uh, Wagner after playing uh, uh, kind of anywhere last year, everywhere. Uh, started off with the Black Bears, then went to called up to Youngstown, then got traded to Des Moines, uh, and then out back to Aberdeen as he awaits his time to go to Michigan State. Tommy Gannon had a, uh, a, ta a cup of coffee with the Black Bears. Uh, he's now uh, residing in the Twin City, not Minneapolis-St. Paul. Uh, I believe that's up in Maine. As he's got five goals and eight points in 21 games for the Twin City Thunder in the NCDC as well. And Stephen Carney, uh, who played a uh, who was up there in uh, for the Maryland Black Bears in the uh, I want to say it was the last year's the 2021 uh, showcase. He was the one of the backups. Uh, he did not get any playing time, but he's got a, his his elite prospects picture is uh, of him in the Black Bears uniform, so we'll go with that. Uh, currently playing for uh, North Iowa after a time with the Corpus Christi Ice Rays. His uh, record for the year 2-4-0 and oh in seven appearances so far. Jacob Brockman, three goals and eight points on the season so far with Aurora College as they uh, go into their uh, winter break, as most D3 schools have been. While Anthony Del Tufo, who was uh, part of the original squad towards the end of the year there, now playing with Sonny Oswego in the ACHA. 3-1-1 record for him with a uh, 257 goals against and a 932 save percentage. Played uh, two years or was rostered for two years at SUNY, SUNY Plattsburgh in D3 and decided to uh, jump to another uh, state, of New state University of New York and now playing club hockey. So, you know, hockey can expand in other levels, folks. I mean, it's not... Uh, Kevin Lake is in his fourth year at Hamline University, uh, another original uh, inaugural year Black Bear. 4-6-0 uh, and oh this season so far at Hamline for Division Three, 293 goals against and a 909 save percentage for uh, the uh, the goaltender from Alaska, Anchorage, Alaska to be uh, to be exact. Kyle Alexiak is uh, another inaugural season Black Bear, came uh, midway through the season. Uh, to uh, to the to the Black Bears from Minot, uh, two assists this year in ten games with the uh, University of Wisconsin Eau Claire. Luke Posner, uh, who got the first game winning goal for the Black Bears, two goals, three assists in eleven games at Bethel University, uh, D three squad. There, Connecticut College has Patrick Choi, another inaugural Black Bear, two goals, two assists in seven games so far. He is in his fourth uh, year there, and he, I think he will have another. Uh, Another season there, uh, if he wants to take his his COVID year as well. Uh, Max Borst getting some time with St. John's University. Four goals, nine uh, nine points in thirteen games in his third year of D three hockey. And Luke Salem putting up some numbers for St. Lawrence University. Five goals, eight points in sixteen games, already surpassing his uh, goal total uh, combined over the past two years. Matched it in one year. Still got time left. Uh, as he is uh, showing off his stuff and a late bloomer there from uh, Los Angeles, California. So that's uh, that's the uh, that's the wrap, uh, the wrap for now.
when it comes to the alumni. And that's the wrap for the show. Next week, we'll talk about the adventures in Maine. We will talk about the first half of the season. as uh, And then, then we'll see what happens next. We'll see what we can do as we head into the Christmas time for that. But that's my time. I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Defending the Den on the Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction, part of Podcast Monsters. Uh, if you want to follow us, Defending Den MBB on Twitter and uh, Facebook.com slash Clutch and Crab Hockey for all the latest fun stuff there. But uh, we will talk to you next time through. Guys, uh, can't get up to Maine. Uh, you can watch it on Hockey TV uh, and check that all out there. So we will reconvene next week for all that. So you guys be well, be safe, and uh, we'll catch you next time through. Peace.